But Chris, only the best directors work with the best actors, so I'm giving you a compliment also. I don't know about that. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're reviewing Dark Phoenix. Uh, unfortunately. You can listen to that. Uh, the l- first look at Loki in his own TV show has surfaced. Mm, excellent. Warner Warner's Brothers is skipping uh, San Diego Comic-Con and more. Mm worrisome concerning especially since it's your first comic-con in san diego this year chris so i'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit in the show but uh are you sad that you might not see their presence no (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I mean i don't know what to expect so i don't know how big of a presence they've had before um you know we've we've mentioned trying to get into hall h uh for possibly marvel uh will that maybe you know, hurt our chances since no one's going to be lining up to go to Warner Brothers instead. I, I don't know, but I mean, I'm I don't know what to expect, but I'm not really um, I'm not losing any sleep over it. Once I heard the news, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, well, much like that's great. Much, well, much like E 3s this week, and we said PlayStation's not going. Like, why? You're one of the big three. Like, why would you not go? So yeah, it's a very incredibly kind of nerdy week here. Uh, uh, the Worldwide Developer Conference just wrapped up earlier this week. So if you're an mm-hmm. Apple technology person, uh, which you probably are, since most of the people uh, in the United States own iPhones, or at least one point in time, so you might be uh, beholden to that corporation. And then we kind of got E3 slowly trickling in. Uh, usually, we don't have anything E3 to talk about when we record the show on Sundays, but they actually have been some things trickling on even as early as Saturday so it's crazy how much sooner E3 starts every year so we'll have some of the bigger conferences uh, in a day or two so we'll talk about all that E3 stuff especially the Marvel Avengers game that is definitely related to this show not even tangentially so we'll talk about that all next week, but I like these nerdy weeks. I, I love it when there's like conferences that I can just like stream while I'm busy uh, trying to pay my bills, working at the office. Uh, it just ele- elevates my week, Chris. I don't know about you. I mean, sure, why not? I mean, right now my focus, um, we have our, our yearly conference at work literally uh, this week, uh, starting Wednesday through Friday, and my job is to make sure it goes off without a hitch. And uh, it was a big enough deal to get you on the local news. I yeah. saw that screenshot your wife shared on social media. You're you're famous even outside of the podcast realm, Chris. You're you are local to the Louisville community, the the bearded fellow that everybody fell in love with. Yeah, exactly. So they they put me on news yesterday morning. Uh, I've also had raccoons in my house for the past uh, <laughs> month. So I'm starting to catch up on my sleep and then I had to get up early and go get on the news. So uh, it has been uh, a week of me not really doing a whole lot of anything different, uh, just trying to get through until this is done. And once this is done, we get to put everything up until next year. So um, really, I, I mean, I can't say I I've, I've, can contribute a whole lot here, other than the fact that I, I am on all the Apple uh, beta stuff that you, you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the podcast, and I will tell you right now, it is awesome to hook up my PlayStation or my Xbox controller to my iPad to play games instead of using the touchscreen. That has been awesome to do the past couple days. So uh, if anyone's looking for any small fun details, that one's that one's it. But uh, uh, Mike, have you done anything worth dropping here? Anything uh, fun watching, doing, hanging well, out, working out? I, want, I wanted to give the, the listeners out there a tip because a lot of people out there have Amazon Prime accounts and they might just be using it to get that free two-day shipping. Or I think it also maybe works with their music streaming service, if anybody even knows or uses that. But if you forget, they also stream uh, television and movies on the Amazon uh, Prime account. So if you're looking for something to watch, me and my wife just finished uh, watching uh, all the seasons they have for their original Amazon Prime series called Bosch which is based on um, a series of these like noir detective novels about um, a homicide detective that operates out of uh, Hollywood. 
and it's been kind of cool since we live out here. They film all of it here, so all of the references are local. So all the places they go is very familiar, thing, places that we may have been before. But it's also just it's a satisfying show. It's not like the, the, the best television show I've ever seen. But if you're one of those people that like the, the law and orders, kind of um, those procedural kind of uh, cop type of shows, uh, this is a little bit more sophisticated, kind of just following one character. The stories are fun, keeps it grounded in reality, and they actually really hold themselves, I feel like, to the detective work in the show. So it's kind of one of those things in a lesser show, all they'd have to do is get their guy and he's going to jail. But in this show, they have to get their guy, then prove he's guilty. And then after that, they got to get the evidence. And then they have to hope some sort of shark lawyer doesn't come in and get the guy off on a technicality or something like that. So I don't know. If you're into all that stuff and you need something to watch on Amazon Prime, uh, go watch uh, Bosch. It is fun, but not related to this show at all. So I just thought I'd drop it up here at the top. All right, then. Well, well, there we go. I am excited to see uh, on, on Amazon Prime Good Omens. Um, oh, I mentioned that several times. They are, they, are very, they are pushing that heavily. I think I get that trailer every other episode. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was played before my Dark Phoenix movie as well. I didn't bring that up in the other one. Like a full thing in the theater for it. So uh, they're really uh, feeling... feeling uh, feeling over there they must really like it so that has um that has a, a lot of crossover with the show we talk about what it has a uh, purple man from jessica jones yeah. uh yeah, one, of the pre- one of the previous doctors as one of the characters and then we have um i don't remember his character's name in uh civil war and uh winter soldier um no civil war and um uh, black panther uh martin freeman i don't remember the character's name basically is what i'm saying martin uh, freeman's he, in the show um, yeah, he's the he's like the other, he's like the angel, I believe. If if it's about angels and demons, I think David Tennant is a demon, and uh, uh, Martin Freeman is the is the good guy or the angel. I don't know. Who knows where the show goes? It's Neil Gaiman. He's pretty creative. So that, that's probably that's, Mike, that's Michael Sheen, not Martin what? Freeman. That's not Martin Freeman. No, no, that's that's Michael Sheen. Oh well, they look it's very right. similar. It's a budget, Mike. It's, it's a budget, Freeman. <laughs> well, I did a quick Google just to make sure I wasn't missing a third character here, and someone says, "But imagine if Martin Freeman played this role." So I think <laughs> I found your post on Reddit here, Mike. So oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I don't. Wow, I it just have... it looks just like I'm looking at even looking at a picture of the guy. I still can't distinguish him from him. But oh wow, okay, good omens. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Whatever. Well, uh, anyway, even though we just got a Dark Phoenix, we'll talk about that here in a second. My, I'm excited to jump into news because I want to see my next movie this week because I've been to the theater every week for like two months now. Uh, mm-hmm. Men in Black International drops this week. Are you are you going to go see that or at all? Any plans to catch a matinee or something? Um, I think I might catch it at some point in time. Uh, I've really been out of the Men in Black franchise for a while, but I mean, come on, Chris Hemsworth, he's great. Um, I really I love that Kumail Nanjiani plays this weird little uh, troll creature. Tessa Thompson's in it. There's a whole lot of crossover mm-hmm. or a lot of things that I love. Hopefully, the movie ends up being good. Um, but that just reminds me of another movie that's coming out, I think, in July. Have you seen the trailers for Stuber yet? It has Kumail uh, I, I have, yeah. So I, I saw it. So isn't that uh, – who's the other guy in that other than uh, – Dave Batista. And isn't he playing something like Kindergarten Cop in, like, another movie this summer too? Oh, is he? I yeah. Actually, now that you're saying it, I could easily see Kindergarten Cop being remade with him. It's not quite Kindergarten Cop, but it's, like, these two – People are these two, I guess, FBI agents are doing a stake on a little girl finds them. And so he has to, like, teach her how to be a spy. And I, I keep thinking I was making Stuber up in my head because I kept oh. seeing that other trailer. But, oh, okay. yeah, now I feel sane. I feel good. I feel good about seeing that one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's some there's some good uh, there's some good kind of, like, less lower-tier movies that I think might be coming out this summer that just might not reach the critical box office of all of these other films. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, well, Men, com- in Black, Men in Black, I think, could be fun. Men in Black looks like a comedy. Uh, I like to see Chris Hensworth hamming it up a little bit there reaching out a little bit so um I, I i really enjoyed the first one uh can't say much for the other two you know either but i mean if you know it's been a little bit of time we can have a little bit of a refresh here so uh let, let's see i think i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out I'll, I'll have something to report to you next week next weekend so we'll do that but if people want to know which one movie not to go to this week <laughs> that's dark phoenix and i know uh, we're playing our hands early on this but uh, we, we, we just did our review episode, so you can go listen to the full review, and spoilers jump in about 10 minutes in. But like we said, you know, this movie, again, like I, I mentioned, my, my metaphor of a phoenix, 
a phoenix uh, dies, turns to ash, um, nothing remains of it, and then is reborn from that into something new and awesome, and this is the first half of that. The second half is hopefully when it comes to the MCU. So, uh, if you wanted to watch a very forgettable send-off for, how many movies is that? Nine? Ten movies in the, the X-Men sure. franchise? <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the way you don't want to go. So, um, that's, that's my... Uh, Thoughts on that, Mike? Uh, you wanna you wanna drop yours real quick as well while we're yeah. This one's pretty easy. Movies are supposed to be entertaining, and this one was mm-hmm. not. So don't spend money on it. Uh, I I honestly really considered because I didn't want to go see this movie. I didn't want to spend money on it. I didn't want to take time out of my day to get to a theater because I just I didn't even look up reviews for this film. Like I just knew that this wasn't a movie that I needed to see, but we were going to talk about it on the show. I really contemplated just finding a cam of it, and I knew Chris has his ways. He could probably just get it to me, and I wouldn't <laughs> have to leave my home. But I went and I paid my eight dollars for the matinee, and it was a waste of eight dollars. So. Uh, there's there's plenty of things to see out there. Go see Booksmart if it's in your theater. Um, I, I don't know if you got kids, take them to Secret Life of Pets. I, I don't know, because that also came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dark Phoenix, it ain't for me, Chris. They have uh, they have overstayed their welcome with this franchise and character. Yeah, you can even probably go see Shaft this weekend and probably have a better time. Oh, Shaft Phoenix. looks really fun. I don't. I haven't seen any of the other Shaft movies, but that trailer makes it look like a fun time. Mm-hmm. I got to say, well, the most memorable part about uh, Dark Phoenix is my huge um, Bavarian pretzel that I had. 2,000 calories came with the wow. dipping Ooh. mustard and the cheese. Well, I split it with my wife, thankfully, but um, yeah, that Bavarian pretzel. And you said you had pretzel bites, so I was like, this is I the movie pretzel. for pretzels. If, uh, if I'm getting pretzel bites going into a movie, it's because I'm not looking forward to it because I need something else to, to give me a reason to get out of the house, so that's when I go for the pretzel bites. Well, there we go. Now we know. It's a telltale sign. But just before I ask you what you thought of a movie, I'm like, what snack did you eat during it? That'll tell me right away <laughs> what you're feeling. So. I, I feel like I was a little bit blessed during this film, too, because on my way in, the concession stand said that they had run out of pickled jalapenos, which was great because I hate smelling <laughs> those during my theater. So I heard like all these people going, oh, man, there must be a jalapeno shortage, like making jokes. And I'm just like, I don't... Um, this is great. <laughs> no more jalapenos in my theater, please. Yeah, I also didn't bring it up during my review, but someone clapped five times during my showing of Dark Phoenix, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be friends with that person. So yeah, I, I, I was saying somebody also was clapping during my screening, and that same person also clapped for the Gemini Man trailer, which is that weird Will Smith movie that's coming out by um, what uh, the Ang Lee who did that random ass Hulk movie. So. Whew, there's a lot of the, the the Sunday the Sunday afternoon crowd gets pretty interesting at my theater. Yeah, yeah, mine was a Thursday afternoon, and I, yeah, he clapped five times, <laughs> no less than I counted. But anyway, maybe he was really excited because he heard the news of this old X Men and Fantastic Four movie we talked about last weekend. Mm-hmm. Kind of has a Civil War vibe to it. Oh, uh, did you get some deets on this? Some say yeah, so. The the writers uh, didn't say anything, but they were able to go find some old unpublished interviews about this. Um, and apparently, it's more like a Civil War movie where Johnny Storm goes Nova uh, and and like destroys a, a big town, forcing a superhero registration act. Oh, I see what they're doing. And then the X Men would have to fight out against the Fantastic Four in the next movie. And one of the scenes involved Mister Fantastic. Shrinking down to where he was like not shrinking, but like thinning himself out towards like one molecule wide, and then cutting Wolverine's arms off. Whoa, that would have been really cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of it, like they would have, you know, gotten together and and, and set their differences aside. And then the next set of films would have been the Scroll Invasion. And I'm like, well, I'm glad we did not get any of these because it would have just ruined <laughs> it for the rest of us. So. Yeah, man, that that some of that stuff sounds really cool, though. I love the idea of Mr. Fantastic fighting Wolverine. And honestly, some sort of formulation here is going to happen in the MCU because there's no way they have all of these heroes going forward not fighting each other at some point in time. Yeah, we did see it in Civil War, but they're probably going to do an X-Men versus uh, the Avengers at some point in time. You know, there's going to be some sort of conflicts between all of these hero groups. So maybe Wolverine, whoever that's going to be in the future, maybe he'll still get his arm cut off. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, if you remember correctly, the Avengers versus X-Men comic book was actually dealing with the Phoenix Force being split up amongst five mutants. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get a Dark Phoenix 
Oh God! Avengers no more Phoenix. X-Men. No more Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, if they really felt like they wanted to just get the ball rolling and kickstart X Men in like two years, which I think is way too soon, you know, fine, go ahead and do it. But no more Phoenix. That has just been literally and figuratively burned to the ground. And also, we talked about it in the review for the movie. But the Phoenix Force, in my opinion, is just boring on screen. It's just mm. boring, even if you have the best film creators in the world. It's just there's nothing fun there. Well, I, I don't think so. I think they've had the worst film creators in the world making it for us. Between Brett Ratner and Simon Kinberg, we, we were dealt the lowest possible hand in, in the movie-making world at all. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I, you know, again, I think the Dark Phoenix saga in the comic books lasted, like, 10 years. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it's something you do in, like, 90 minutes and get it done with. Uh, it, it's really just disappointing how little they, they just didn't care. But when you say two two years between um, X-Men movies, I just want to point out Spider-Man went from Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we all forgot about, right, to um, his debut in Civil War in two years. So I think but they I, could do it if they do it right. But I would say that was at a stake of necessity they were probably they had a deal on the table with sony they didn't want to let it slip through their finger sony obviously had to keep making these movies to keep the rights so that that was just we were lucky it went as well as it did but let the x-men rest in peace for a little while for sure well sony didn't have to do it in two years they took a big break between spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man but i agree it needs a break but i'm just saying they could do it in two years and, and we never ever remember dark pinks ever happening <laughs> i mean with i mean with the state of uh just kind of society in general we do have short-term memories so yeah, very true very true but i tell you i will remember forever the x-men animated series exactly mike knew the theme song off the top of his head it's so good and they never put that in any of the movies and how dare they not include that in any of the movies those sons of bitches uh, the original creators of the show are, are planned to talk to Disney now that Disney owns the, the X-Men rights uh, mm. to continue their original 1990s cartoon, which in, went from 92 to 97, I think. And they uh, want to good pick luck. It up and- I mean, good luck, I guess. I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to talk to Disney. The only thing that I would be worried about is I have so so much nostalgia for me is baked in to the X-Men animated series. And if you go back and watch it, they're tell- they're telling pretty advanced stories for kids. But, you know, the animation is pretty rough. They, they did what yeah. they could. I would just be worried that they would stick to kind of cheap, rough animation rebooting it, but it still wouldn't have that same kind of aesthetic that, that you would like as kind of being nostalgic. Um, I would much rather, if they're going to reboot it, don't put it on Disney XD put it on Disney plus and do like a short episode order and put in some really nice, highly polished stuff. Cause that's what that franchise deserves. It doesn't just deserve like maybe two 20 plus episode seasons on Disney XD. And then they just reboot it into something else where like, cause I don't know, they, they, they do this stuff all the time with these X-Men cartoons. So if they reboot it, right, I'll be happy, but don't just do it to, cash grab and sell toys you know that audience that likes the that likes those classic x-men aren't going to be running out buying the eight dollar toys make a high oh, yeah, end they, anima- yeah they are no no what i was going to say i was going to say make the high-end animated version and then sell them the 400 hot toys that's what you sell them because no, they have more money <laughs> no th- those people those people don't care they ain't making any money of hot toys what they're doing is there's that resell market i don't know if you ever walked into like a you can walk into a comic book store, any like uh, pawn shop or, or flea market, whatever. People have tons and tons of these original X Men animated series toys. Um, you can find them by the bulk, like dozens, and people are buying them in, in, for lots of money. But I mean, I don't know if they're. Ever, I mean, if they even if they reboot the animated series, that's out of our ballpark, Mike. I, we're not going to watch it. Um, but if they did a, a short, like a thirteen episode season of the animated series continuation, just to wrap it up, I'd watch that. I'd see how yeah. it ends. Just like, and give it, give it all, give it all you got, because there is some high end uh, animated stuff out there on these streaming networks like Netflix. I'm comparing like everything now to like Castlevania, because that's just such a perfectly executed animated show with high end animation, and I would love to see that kind of treatment with the X Men. And man, bring back that same voice cast too. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah, I mean, I want to see those old '90s. Um, I forget who drew those. Uh, I want to say Jim Lee costumes. Like, that's Ooh. what I want to see. I want to see those old costumes. Yeah, those costumes don't really work live action. So, uh, yeah. give but us... They fit give, really well in that show. 
Give us what I want. That's what I want. Give us what Mike wants is what he's saying right now. Yep. Uh, but how about Fantastic Four news? We'll switch back over to one of the newer properties. I'm rumored to debut in 2022 as one of the, the Marvel properties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty good, that's what, six years after the other one? Was that 2016, 2015 when we saw the other one? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the one we don't talk about. Um and uh, Peyton Reed is apparently campaigning to direct this, and and this is all hearsay from from what I I've gathered. It's not like him saying yes, I want to direct it, like because they'll probably give him Ant Man three, mm-hmm. and he take that heartbeat. Uh, but he wanted to like one of his early pitches, and this is not exactly what they're gonna do at all. He mentioned like them like the Fantastic Four debuting in the nineteen sixties, and then like being in the quantum realm. But this was before Endgame came out, so I don't think they're ever going to do that again. Like, they're not going to be like, yep, they're from the 1960s, and just poof, they're now in 2025 or whatever year it is. And here's the Fantastic Four. I think that's stupid and not really <laughs> cost-effective. Because they, they won't do another period piece like that at all. So it is, it is pretty great that the Fantastic Four is such a blank slate. Because the, like, the two things you really got to hit is they need to be a family unit. They don't necessarily all have to be related, in my opinion. They just need to be a strong family unit, and they need to have those iconic four team powers. So if they can just nail that, the origin could just be out of nowhere. It could just be anything. You just you just got to do it right. Um, I mean, of course, you know, Pey- Peyton Reed has been able to make two uh, Ant-Man films that were successful. So, uh, But this almost kind of goes against... Um, kind of marvel's formula i guess they could they could they could change it up you know just for peyton since he's in the marvel family but it's they they seem to reach out to kind of newer directors directors that kind of have cut their teeth on like maybe an indie movie or a horror movie and then give them a larger franchise um it doesn't seem like peyton reed would kind of fit that formula uh but you definitely want somebody that's going to be able to hit that family dynamic and he's he, he did that a little bit in ant-man between uh between Scott Lang and his daughter, so maybe there is a little bit of crossover there, you know? Yeah, it could be, but I, I don't want it to be. I mean, I think I think they can be their own thing without any, like you said, any designated, like, they don't have to be related to anything that's happened before, mm-hmm. and most of their, their, even their powers are always, they went to space, and they got hit by a cosmic blast, and that's what gave them their powers when they landed. I th- yeah, I think you mentioned this when we were when we were watching uh, Spider-Man Homecoming way back in the day, that the perfect thing for them to do is to move into the old Avengers Tower because they were moving out of it. That just seems perfect. Or it could end up being Norman Osborn. It could be any one of those two functions. But uh, seeing a cool kind of like Fantastic Four tower in the skyline, that kind of works. But also that makes sense for a very established team. So if this is the Fantastic Four kind of working their way up kind of like the corporate financial ladder to be able to afford a tower that might take a movie or two to get there so mm-hmm. who knows maybe they've been operating the whole time during the mcu just as normal humans they're all very smart scientists they understand the world as how it is maybe they've gotten a bunch of government contracts to invent things to kind of fight aliens or try to like neutralize like these superhuman people so they're all up to date they're working scientists they got all the connections that they need they're a whole family unit they've been there the whole time but we're just introduced to them in their fantastic four movie and then they hit the cosmic rays and get all like stretchy you know so you're essentially selling me the 2015 version but they're older not in high school well yeah yeah, 2015 version no that's not that's that's what it is, but the, but yeah, I mean, Fantastic Four. They can do whatever they want as long as I like I said. I agree. They they hit the the four. They're they're already they got the family thing, and you know it's uh they have the powers that they need to have, and you know, and they use them because yeah, they're just they've never really done Fantastic Mister Fantastic right, so they they have a chance to to make them have some fun here. But uh, on that note, maybe let's let's focus on some other Phase Four rumors from Marvel that, that popped up this weekend from some reliable sources here. Rumors. This is the cream of the crop. This is why I love doing this show. I love talking about rumors. Yes. So the first of the Black Widow movie is currently filming. Uh, they have shots from the movie going on right now, but they are talking about introducing the character Yelena Belova as the villain. And if you're not familiar, Yelena became. Um, the Black Widow for a while in the comic books, and she thought she was the one true Black Widow, and that has caused the the friction between her and you know um, uh, Natasha, uh, I guess a little bit because Yelena wanted it and Natasha was just better. 
But um, so they're talking about her be- being the villain. There's an actress I I couldn't say her name, so I didn't put it in here. Um, <laughs> she's from the movie Fighting with My Family that just came out. Um, sure, playing Yelena Belova. It was supposed to be Emma Watson, but I don't think it is now. Um, I would be a, I would be a little worried about um, palette swap villain, which is a problem we've had in the MCU in the past. So if this is just kind of like Black Widow versus Black Widow, hopefully they find a way to make the story a little bit more interesting. Uh, palette swap seems to be the go-to, so let's mm-hmm. hope that they don't go that direct route. Yeah, I mean, so they've already actually Yelena has uh, the blonde hair from um, Infinity War. Was actually that's Yelena Belova's look in the comic books. They they took that that look and made uh, Natasha that look. So maybe they they do something a little different with her. Uh, maybe she has a different skill set. They use her on different missions in the whatever. But uh, that's that's the, the the rumor for for Black Widow that it'll be a female versus female rivalry. Uh, for Black Panther two, we're supposed to get the introduction of the character Queen Divine Justice. Um, this character was a princess of the Jabari tribe in the comic books, was sent to America, didn't know she was part of this, came back during the, the Dora Milaje, and then they found out her real uh, ancestry as a princess. Um, I don't, I think that sounds way too familiar to Black Panther 1. Yeah, that sounds a lot like Killmonger. But, but, um, but she, I don't think she wanted the the role of princess i think that that came about afterwards but i mean if the character appears queen divine justice maybe they have a different way of debuting her than that 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 method yeah well there 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 could be a whole lot going on in the universe when it comes to wakanda and all of these different tribes because the the whole crux at the end of the movie is they're finally opening up they're letting the whole world know that they exist and they're here so uh maybe there could be a lot of people coming up out of the woodwork like oh maybe this queen uh or this princess was in a different part of the the world and she she turns on cnn one day and sees that like oh crap uh, i guess wakanda everybody knows about it now i better head back and see what craziness is going on so there could be big ramifications to going public and that seems to be the most logical place to take the second film yeah and i think it's probably always gonna be about the um who's the real king of wakanda or queen of wakanda uh, I just don't want to see that in every movie. Hopefully they have something very interesting uh, to, mm-hmm. to play on that, that role. Uh, the Nova, uh, the movie, is apparently um, being being worked on in, in pre-production, early production, whatever they want to call it. And it's going to focus on the last living Nova Corps member, which is Richard Ryder. Um, or maybe he becomes one of the last ones. Because as we saw, or did not see, uh, in Infinity War, Thanos destroyed the Nova Corps planet Xandar. So this would be a great place for this to pick up and, and show us that battle and give us a little bit of that, that blanks at how we got the um, the uh, Power Stone and why he needs, why this new Nova needs to, to create the new Nova Core. Yeah, it forward. just seems inevitable. If we're going to build out this cosmic side of the MCU, you got to bring in Nova. He's a very core character to these this cosmic universe. And it's a, it'd be a fun time to cast maybe somebody young because I think the most recent incarnation of Nova is a younger kid, you know, not really just like a, a middle-aged yeah. buff guy. Yeah, he, one, of, one of the Novas is, is the younger high school kid. And then there's always the Richard Ryder version, which is probably Star-Lord's age, which I don't know if that's considered young or not, maybe they could go a little younger. Yeah. They're probably going to want to diversify on all aspects when it comes out there being in space, because if Nova's going to be a thing, eventually that character's got to cross with the guardians of the galaxy. So make him a young whippersnapper that kicks on Quill's nerves, you know? Yeah. And they do, but he they ha- do, but he has the best video games for teen Groot to play, you know? Oh, uh, well, if you do that Nova, yes, I would recommend reading the annihilation comic series. Uh, they have the Richard Ryder Nova in there. Who's the last, uh, Nova Corps member, and he has like the Nova knowledge in the computer in his helmet because it all just uh, sends to like whatever the last helmet is. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Star Lord pre Chris Pratt model uh, when he had like a mechanical eye and this other weird stuff in him. So uh, that's that's a really cool version to look at. And lastly, for the next Avengers movies or one, two, or three, they're looking at possibly focusing on Dark Avengers or Young Avengers or New Avengers as the focus going forward. Um, after the last Avengers movie this year, I can't, I can't fathom where the next one's going to go, Mike. Even like sitting here thinking, I'm like, we have Spider-Man and then Black 
Widow, and then where where does the world go? What's our next Avengers yeah. gameplay here? Well, they have this they have this perfect tool in their in their toolbox now of uh, the whole world or half of the universe being disappeared and then coming back and trying to keep up with where they left the world. And everybody is going to have all of this anxiety of oh my god, I could just disappear or my family could disappear at any living moment. That's just going to categorically change the way society functions in the MCU. So it's so easy you can just use that tool to create any sort of Avenger squad you want. There's any reason for them to be ex- to exist. Most of the Avengers have disappeared by now, so let's get a new cast of Avengers to protect the world. That's the new Aven- the new Avengers or the young Avengers, or you could have like this dark set of Avengers because uh, the the world's been pretty dark recently. So maybe throw in Norman Osborn gets a hold of one of the uh, Iron Man suits. Uh, you know, there's so there's so many easy ways you can bring this in. So that's the thing I'm most excited about Phase Four in general of just now that the snap is done and fixed and over with. How do you what what do you ramifications? Do? What what happens? Like there's so many questions. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's fun to do this podcast. We're just gonna wait and see. Yeah, gonna gonna wait and see every week what the next rumor is. Uh, the the rumor I've heard for Far From Home is possibly a, a Norman Osborn introduction, but maybe not a face. I don't know. Uh-huh. So that could be a Dark Avengers tie-in. I, that's the only thing I've heard so far. So, um, and then what was it? Hawkeye was training his daughter with a bow and arrow. So maybe she's a bow and arrow fighting. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But before we forget, Avengers Endgame changed our lives this year. Changed our lives. Changed the box office lives. I think it's still it's still trying to beat Avatar. We'll we'll get yeah, there one day. Yeah, I, I checked during I checked during one of our uh, topics up top. It, it's it's getting closer. It's getting closer, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um, apparently, the ending of the movie almost um, ended with a, a big f bomb to Thanos, rather than the, the the phrase "I am Iron Man." They must have heard Cyclops drop the F-bomb in Dark Phoenix, and they're like, oh, we can't do it now. Dark yeah. Phoenix got to it first. Well, they can they can do – well, if that was the last word of Dark Phoenix, I'd agree. But, like, I I think that would have – as much as these movies are PG-13 and they are allowed that, Marvel has never really relied on um, that extreme language for their films. So uh, without, you know, fear of alienating some of their audiences, yeah. I think and they also, made a smart I- decision. I've seen some articles out there, too, talking about that the last phrase from Robert Downey Jr. I think originally he didn't want to say, I am Iron Man, but then he came around to wanting to say it. So yeah. I have a feeling that they've recorded lots of different things that he said during that snap. Uh, well, yeah, well, he uh, they didn't film that originally. That was uh, one of the pickup shots later. Like, the, literally the last thing they filmed ever on that movie was the I am Iron Man shot because they added it in later. Um, I think they said it was quiet, but then they had some, like, uh, you know, um, kind of a F you or F off Thanos, just in case, you know, there are any children listening to our podcast. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think this is a better, what we got was the better of the two options. I think at the end of the day, it just, uh, it feels better for Iron Man and the whole 10 year, 11 year movies as a whole. So I think it was a very, very good way to end. Very, very solid. Uh, Disney had an investor day this weekend, and they threw up their first look uh, at Loki concept art for the upcoming Disney Plus TV show. And if you take a look here, uh, it looks like he's in, what, the 70s? Judging by the Jaws uh, theater sign and all the older cars. Uh-huh. But, but that's also long hair, green scarf Tom Hiddleston, so post Thor 1. So this isn't like an old version of Loki, like the young version of Loki going back like before he became... We saw him for the first time in Thor. This looks like a time traveling possible version of Loki. Yeah, well, know. he he is uh, he's a scamp. He's uh, he's a magic user. Who knows? Uh, it seems like this is going to be somewhat of a siloed off show because we all know Loki is dead for good. Uh, so he's it's just going to be the alternate the alternate adventures of Loki. So have him do whatever you want. It looks like it's going to be expensive though. I mean, uh, doing period pieces for television is never cheap. So uh, and also that was. I hope actually Tom Hiddleston and not some sort of younger casting. So I'm sure he's not cheap to get. He's kind of at the height of his powers. I'm sure he is very expensive to cast for your movie going forward. So uh, let's wait and see what we get. Is this going to be the first Marvel Disney Plus streaming show probably since it's been the earliest one announced? I think so. I think this is going to be the first one simply because I don't think it will, like you said, it won't affect anything else going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarlet Witch or WandaVision, whatever it is. Um, Scarlet Witch could possibly be in other movies still. 
so they don't want to change her powers without having to plan for that, probably. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are probably next year. So, um, yeah, I think this will be the first one, judging by how far it is along. And literally, like you said, it doesn't affect anything else at the end of the day. So, we'll get to see that. Jessica Jones uh, dropped its final, or the season three trailer that's out Friday, this Friday, and this is a reminder that is the last of the Netflix era Marvel shows. Um, mm-hmm. The last one to, it was what the second show to debut, and it's now the last one to air. So um, you can watch watch it uh, this weekend if you want to, or whenever you want on Netflix until they they pull them all and put them <laughs> you, somewhere you, else. You sound very excited, Chris. I. <laughs> I didn't watch Daredevil Season 3, I didn't watch Luke Cage Season 2, Iron Fist Season 2, Punisher Season 2, and I, I just don't have any energy to watch this one either. Uh, I don't know who this, was it Salinger guy is? Yeah. Uh, I, d- I don't know much about him, but I don't know I th- what I think, the show's I think do. this season might have two things going for it. First of all, it opens up kind of showing her her iconic uh, hallway and office. And I got a little nostalgic seeing that since I, I liked her first two seasons of her show. So the familiar setting was just like, oh, yeah, I remember a time when I really liked this universe that they were building. And um, number two is that this is the first and the only time that they're going to have a show that knows that it's going to be the final season. This was the only time I've seen any of the final seasons marketed as the last one. So hopefully it's being written as a way to kind of send off the character and maybe send off the universe in general. So at least you have a reason to stick around to watch it. I didn't really have that with Daredevil once I learned it was canceled. Once I learned Punisher was canceled. Why Why would anyone want to invest time in watching, you know, 120 hours or or uh, not 120 hours um you know why would anyone want hours. To, why, why would anyone want to invest 13 hours in a show when you know you're not really getting anymore uh, especially when it could just end on a cliffhanger so i think we're going to talk about another show like that here in a little bit so i'm i might check it out i'm a little bit more motivated than maybe punisher season 2 yeah i think so and the one that, the thing that got me at the end was the music at the end the um the the film noir detective music at the end i'm like mm-hmm. okay uh, I get it. So just hopefully they there's some twist in here that they didn't like. Hey, like you got to make this season, but you get no budget for it. So hopefully we get to see something good out of it. Because uh-huh. uh, that first season for Jessica, that first season is really good. Like yeah, out of all those shows, it's really really good. Uh, in terms of Marvel shows, The Runaways gets season three as well, and they've cast Elizabeth Hurley as the villain Morgan Le Fay uh, for for that season. Uh, Morgan, Morgan Le Fay sounds really familiar. Uh, she is a magic using uh, villain. Um, I, I don't know if you ever watched the old Doctor Strange movie from the seventies. Oh, um, absolutely not. I have. Not. Yeah. So, um, that was the uh, played by. I want to. It's the the mother in Arrested Development. That was one of her earlier. Oh, um, okay. Uh, uh, roles, but she's a magic user. She has ties to Doctor Doom and. Uh, Jessica Walter is what I was looking for, and uh, you know Iron Man and Spider Man, so she could be villain, magic using, but I have no idea how she's going to tie into this show whatsoever. So, yeah, that's that's really about all I got. So, any any any, any interest in watching this show at all yet? I know you haven't. Yet. <laughs> I I mean I don't know. It, I'm just more impressed that it keeps going, especially since I've I the only person I hear about watching this show is you. <laughs> so if it keeps getting a season three, people must be watching it. So there's got to be something there. So um, yeah, maybe I'll start watching it. Yeah, uh, it's on Hulu. There you go. You can pick it up, and watch it. I really, we really enjoyed the first season. Um, we haven't finished the second one yet because uh, the first one did the weekly thing, and I really enjoyed the weekly schedule. That just keeps me on track. And mm-hmm. the second one was all at once, and it's harder for me to, to set aside time. To just I don't like to binge it all at once. I just mm-hmm. can't take it all in. So. But yeah, Elizabeth Hurley, you know, if you remember her from, uh, was it uh, Austin Powers, you know, you might have a good time. End of the Spider-Verse is hitting Netflix at the end of this month on June 26th. I don't know if we've mentioned that before, but... Go watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you haven't, you're doing yourself the world's biggest disservice, and I don't know who would listen to this show and not watch Spider-Verse. So that is your homework if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, you should you should definitely go watch it. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd pay to watch it actually, so uh, you should too. But if you got Netflix, you can wait two weeks and watch it. 
Uncharted, the video game series Mike has been playing lately, is finally yeah. a film adaptation. Uh, Tom Holland, uh, our, res- our our local Spider-Man, will be starting the film adaptation of the video game on December 18th, 2020. Yeah, and I, I think when we first heard about this, I wasn't sure if he was supposed to be a younger Nathan Drake that was kind of up and coming. Because when you meet him in the first Uncharted game, he's he's a resident explorer. He kind of already has all of the skills and that you need to complete the game. So this could be a younger Nathan Drake. I they could even I don't know where the series goes in the end, but I guess there's a chance he could have a kid. So maybe it's Nathan Drake's kid. I don't know where you go, but Tom Holland is a star so i'm sure if you're signing him onto your movie you're gonna put a lot of effort into it so uh, i'm excited Mm -hmm. for this those uncharted games are extremely cinematic you just run and gun until the next really interesting cutscene. they're written very well kind of almost as like you're watching a movie but not like those really long cutscenes that you get in those uh japanese games that are just really long and crazy and you have no idea what's going on uncharted feels like a cinematic experience so i think this is a this is a really really good shot to make a video game movie yeah and tom holland can do his own backflips i've seen him do yeah, it so that's true. yeah you, you you don't have to pay a backflip guy you just get tom holland hey do a backflip for a movie <laughs> yeah. boom got yes it. backflip guy <laughs> yeah exactly that's a it's a role in hollywood uh, i in terms of, of, of movies here warner brothers is skipping comic-con and we talked about this at the top of the home and it's not just comic book movies it's all their movies like they're not bringing anything, you know, quote unquote nerd related to to San Diego. I think it chapter two is part of uh, Scare Diego, or whatever it's called, uh, the the first opening weekend of Comic Con. But that's it. Nothing else. What is up with this? Yeah. Why, now why you, would they do this? Now you don't have to be too dis- too disappointed, Chris, when you go because usually when they when they say a studio is skipping, that just means that they're not doing Hall H and they're not doing announcements. So they'll probably 100% still have a big, giant, fancy booth there where you can probably see Aquaman's costume, Shazam and Shazam's family's different outfits. So that'll probably still be there. You'll still have the opportunity to buy expensive merchandise. They want to sell you things for sure on the floor. Um, but yeah, no announcements. It What it makes me think is they still don't know exactly how they want to pitch their new cinematic universe. Now, I'm not saying... You have to have a totally 100% cohesive universe to be successful. I mean, personally, I would like that, but obviously they're seeing the box office returns from Shazam and Aquaman that really are kind of just not really connected to anything right now, so they know how to turn that into dollar bills, but they don't really have a way to generally pitch it to, to their audience. They don't really have a cinematic universe anymore, so how do you display a slate in front of a bunch of mega nerds at a, at a panel? You know, there's no overarching theme that you got going here. A lot of characters are getting recast and like rebooted. Some of them are continuing on, and some of them are kind of in the middle of development right Right now like it's gonna be a while till we see that uh, that aquaman sequel and uh we're still waiting for more wonder woman stuff so that's what makes me think is they're just in this weird area they don't have enough to really show up and show up strong but maybe they got some insider info that marvel is showing up with gigantic news and they don't want to compete against it that would yeah, be my guess that or I, I mean honestly i think it's at the end of the day like Maybe I mean, Warner Brothers, they're, they're doing so many shakeups in the upper echelons of that. Maybe they decided they don't want to spend the money on conventions to sell their movies. But honestly, they should because, you know, we're not really buying into a lot of these right now. Um, but, I mean, like, they have, op- they have opportunities to show Birds of Prey, Joker, Wonder Woman, even Dune. This is the first time in 20 years they've not done a Hall H panel. And um, I'm just, I'm all around... Dis- disappointed and that it's my first year and they're not showing up a little bit there but i mean hopefully like you said they bring all this stuff to the floor and the hall h is just you know whatever they'll do one next year and they, they, they heard you they heard you were coming they're like uh-uh chris is gonna be down there we're skipping so, yeah right oh they, they're scared they should be scared i'm i'm, I'm terrifying <laughs> i'm a terrifying person uh, but but we have all these other movies coming out, and we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about some of them that I you know I kind of wish we we have there, like Wonder Woman. We got a new poster this week for Wonder Woman eighty uh, four, and it's a colorful poster showing uh, Diana and what uh, we couldn't figure out what the armor was, but apparently it's called a variation on the Golden Eagle armor, um, and it looks like it's a full body suit of armor for uh, Wonder Woman this time around, rather than a yeah. skimpy skirt. 
Yeah, I don't really know if this is golden or silver age because when I looked up like Wonder Woman like gold outfit, I was getting a lot of like screenshots from what it looked like relatively early comics. So I don't know if this is a new adaptation that we're seeing Wonder Woman in, but this is a pretty sick poster and it's cool that they put it out after the announcement of Warner Brothers not being at Comic-Con. So they just want to let you know, hey, this is still coming. This, you know, next year is just around the corner. So maybe we'll get a trailer sooner rather than later. At least maybe we probably would have gotten a teaser trailer 100% if they were showing up to Comic-Con. But uh, this is a cool poster though, man. These colors are all over the place. I'm, I'm really digging it. Yeah. Yeah. The armor uh, also is from 99, just to give you a heads up. Like, gotcha. it's, it's a okay. newer, it's a newer thing. It's not an older set of armor, but it normally has like big eagle wings with it mm-hmm. and like an eagle face helmet. We may get that in the movie. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, it makes- I really... It makes you know, me wonder where she gets it. Like, where do where, where do you get this armor? You know. <laughs> yeah, especially because she's been locked out of uh, Themyscira uh, from her other one. But I like the the color, the Wonder Woman. It's very very eighties, very eighties, and that's that's cool by me. So we got um, a little less than a year till the next Wonder Woman movie uh, goes on goes on screen. And apparently, the director said the full marketing campaign will start in December. So we might see you know a trailer in December, if not if not before then, but probably probably December. Gotcha. Uh, cause, because they've got a couple R-rated movies coming out, like Birds of Prey. Um, the uh, Margot Robbie starred Ewan McGregor in it. Uh, it will importantly be rated R via Margot Robbie, and um, will be less have less skimpy outfits to stare at as well uh, compared <laughs> to the, her Suicide Squad outing. I guess that almost seems the am- antithesis to the to the rated R rating, but maybe she's just talking about her outfit. But I guess that means the Suicide Squad can actually do some uh, gruesome stuff here. So but this is uh, Birds of Prey, not Suicide yeah, Squad. I guess, but you know, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, it walks like a duck, acts like a duck, you know, whatever. But it's cool that it's rated R. Uh, this is our first uh, superhero movie that's rated R outside of Deadpool, right? Because we all thought no. it was going to be Venom, and it wasn't. And Joker will be October. Joker's rated R. Yeah. Really? I thought yeah. I thought that wasn't rated yet. Uh, they said it was going to be rated R. Uh, same like this. Like this isn't rated yet either. But no, I, uh, I I do get more excited for that Joker movie every time I see the trailer because I saw it in front of Dark Phoenix and they had their uh, speakers jacked really high in my theater and that uh, that theme music was really drilling into my brain, messing with my emotional responses. So uh, yeah, I think DC's they're 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 kicking up some dirt. There might be something fun here. Yeah, yeah. Someone asked me what I thought of Aquaman the other day. I'm like, it's got good action scenes. That's about all I could say. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Joker's R-rated. Birds of Prey will be R-rated. It's gonna be a lot of violence. I, I assume less, less sex, more violence and language than anything on these. So, um, Birds of Prey, female-led. Another f- two of uh, DC's female-led movies are will be out in 2020. So, there you go. And they'll start the third, the production of the third one. Supergirl is apparently getting a movie. Uh, we'll start the production in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, alongside filming of the Batman, and they both were looking for a 2021 release for these the bi- movies. The big, the big question here is: Is this going to tie into that pod that we saw in Man of Steel? Are they going to try to? Because they they planned it right there. They had the perfect excuse to bring in Supergirl right there. But it seems like they're really distancing themselves from all of those films. So maybe it'll have its own unique, uh, uh, unique. Uh, origin but supergirl is doing well on the cw so maybe we'll uh yeah. maybe she'll do just as well on the big screen maybe they don't want to they, they want to distance themselves from henry cavill and stop doing superman movies which they already kind of have so i mean i know that's gonna upset some people and i don't know why they go straight to supergirl but if they can make it work out you know good good for them good for them <laughs> uh another movie uh, on the dc slate that we've not heard a lot about is actually black adam the uh dwayne johnson the rock starring movie and they he they are apparently talking to i don't know how to pronounce his name jamie J- jamie call it sarah the guy who's doing jungle cruise and some other movies uh gotcha. with with the rock currently he's looked at for the director and apparently this is being fast-tracked due to shazam success mm. which i thought they were talking about this for about five six years now so i mean how do you fast track a movie that's been talked about that long? But <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes me wonder. Maybe they're going to try to get him out there before Shazam two. But does that mean that they want him in the sequel to Shazam, or they're setting this up for maybe the third film since he's kind of the the bigger kind of batter that maybe you'd want to te- you'd want to fight against in a third film? You know, trilogies aren't even really a thing anymore, so I can't even really say they're building to a third film. 
but uh, it, it doesn't even really matter. You almost throw all caution and planning to the wind when you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson signed on to your film. All you're trying to do is just get it out there because he's just he's just bank mm-hmm. and bank. And Hobbs and Shaw, I saw another trailer for that. <laughs> the same trailer, but I've seen it again on the big screen. And man, that looks fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, The Rock is not coming back to the next Fast and Furious movie, so... Uh, snag him up, put him in Black Adam while he's free. Get 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 yeah. on the schedule before he books another eight disaster movies or something like that. I th- I think at some point in time, Dwayne is going to start directing feature films. He's just that kind of entrepreneurial guy. I'm not saying just cause, I'm not saying just because he's an actor he can do it, but he doesn't seem like the type of guy that just only acts for his entire career. I think he's going to get a couple more movies under his belt and direct some sort of a. Uh, Direct some sort of film. I don't know what it's going to be about, but I think he wants that on his business card. Pro wrestler, actor, director, in that order. He'll probably direct a, an action movie. Uh, maybe maybe Hobbs and Shaw 2. Uh, he'll <laughs> yeah, maybe. That. Yeah. Uh, Swamp Thing uh, canceled uh, after one episode debuted. Apparently, this is a, an overarching issue with the producers. Um and that's why the episodes got reduced from 13 to 10 early on. Uh, I can't believe they didn't wait till it was done to say we just, we're done. Like, why would you say we cancel after the first episode aired? Yeah, that's really pulling the rug out from under yourself because why would I want to invest my time in Swamp Thing anymore? Like, if I, if I knew it was like just like a one of those special TV events where it's just one season of Swamp Thing and it gets all wrapped up, you know, then all right. But like, I'm not going to invest 10 hours into this show. It anymore like maybe I'll watch the first episode just to kind of see how Swamp Thing ended up like looking but why, why would anyone want to invest their time in the show now why would anyone want to run to the to the DC streaming service and subscribe to it for the show when it's not going to be around any longer this was kind of a big linchpin for me you know I can watch the third season of Junk, Young Justice you know whenever I want I can probably just buy it single handedly on uh, on Amazon Prime or just any streaming service, just and I don't need uh, to pay, you know, I don't need to pay Warner Brothers a monthly fee to to get it. But Swamp Think was going to be this big thing where you know we were getting this big feature film director coming to the streaming service, and this was going to be some premium content that just wasn't kind of slightly related to Greg Berlanti and his CW universe, and then it's canceled. Like, wow, way to really pull the steam out of your streaming service. I, I mean, I know you sometimes disagree with me here, uh, but it really just seems like this whole this whole enterprise is going under, and whatever show is good enough that's left to survive is just going to carry over to a Warner Brothers streaming service, and this isn't even going to be a thing next year. We aren't even going to be talking about the DC uh, streaming service next year at all. I, I mean, I think we will. I mean, you can't you, you can't not get Young Justice anywhere but here right now. Just to, I just did a quick look look because I'm like that that would make it a whole a whole different story if you could. Well, but, I think you can get uh, Titans. I think you can buy that uh, a la carte other places. And also, if you're just not in the United States, you can just watch Titans on Netflix too. So right because uh, they don't well they don't have the service anywhere else. Um, but like America and, and Europe, uh, can you buy Titans right now? Um, you can now. So once it's done, it looks like they put them up for purchase once once it's aired. But like. A, who was asking for Swamp Thing? Like, this show was, I think, doomed from the start because they were like, who wants to watch Swamp Thing? Everybody raise your hand. And, like, two people in the world said me. Um, And then, you know, if they have to rewrite the ending and lose three episodes, that's not a good sign. They're just... This is a horrible, horrible example of what could happen on here. And I would even... I would not even say it was canceled. I just let it go. I just said, ten episodes, we'll catch you sometime. And and if it never showed up again, they're they're not owed an explanation, you know. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but like to say yes, yeah, canceled one weekend. Like now, I don't need, like. I even gave Doom Patrol an you know one episode, and like I've only heard from there, and I've heard good things about the show too. But Lord, that is yeah, this is awful. And, and and if the and if these shows are good, I really think they could continue anywhere else. I mean, you you know, we're getting a whole another streaming service from this corporate giant partner. Just put Doom Patrol season two on that. You don't need to silo it into this weird kind of niche streaming service. So I'm not throwing shade on DCU and these types of stories, but man, what a what a boondoggle this whole service has been so far. There's not they're not inspiring a lot of confidence. I'll pu- I'll put it that way, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think we've got at least one more year out of this. Titan season two is filming. Um, what's that? Haley, uh, no, uh, Kaylee 
Coco show, Harley Quinn. Uh, uh, the animated uh, Harley out. Quinn. Young Justice, the second part, and was it Stargirl is as is, is filming or is done filming? So I think we've got one more year, and then if it doesn't change in one year, that's probably when we'll start to see it either like to be en- enveloped into another streaming service or just everything's done outright and then like never, mm. never again. So, um, sorry, Swamp Thing, you you, you just didn't have have it in you. You you tried to swim, but you sank. Exactly. You polluted. You polluted the show. And then we're, I'll, just, I'll just stop there. Sci-Fi uh, has also canceled two of their shows, uh, their comic book adaptations, Deadly Class and Happy. Um, Deadly Class only had one season, been canceled, and Happy Ooh. had two seasons. Uh, but apparently the production companies are looking for new homes for these shows. Uh, they're not huh. sci-fi only and then one and done well, kind of things. I've I've seen that Happy has been having. Uh, I don't know if this is just anecdotal, but it seems like it's being it's been having some success on Netflix because yeah. uh, the weird creature that flies around the main character is voiced by Patton Oswalt. I follow him on Twitter, and I, he pushes people to wear it. And man, bummer for him because also his um his uh, show on NBC. Um, uh, what's that show called that he's on? I even watch it, and I can't remember the name of it. That's probably not a good sign. But his other <laughs> network show ended up uh, getting canceled. So uh, yeah, maybe Netflix will be a home for that show. But Deadly Class, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it at all. So I don't. That's probably indication of why it's maybe not getting renewed. But um, hopefully, the, these places can find a show, uh, can find a home. Uh, Sci-Fi has been trying to rebrand itself, and I appreciate its attempts there. So hopefully, they can find something else. Yeah, surprisingly, Krypton is the only remaining comic book show left on Sci-Fi. Man, I'm glad I didn't go to Vegas and put a bet on that on that, on that show. <laughs> yeah, um, season one apparently knocked it out of the park with reviews. Season two has got Lobo and um, Doomsday and 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 Brainiac, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe this is something worth watching. I don't know. So um, maybe they can refocus some budgets into that one, get a third season, and call it done. I don't know. Well, we'll see where the other two land. Uh, maybe they can end up like Lucifer, who got a uh, second chance twice at Netflix now. Uh, it's been renewed for a fifth and final season on Netflix. I think I had three on Fox, and then four was on Netflix. So um, the fifth one and final, now that I know it's done, can, they can wrap it up. So uh, uh, g- Good for them. Another show that, I mean, I, I never thought it was bad. I've, I've never seen it, but when I saw the trailer, I was like, this just isn't the type of show for me. It seems like it definitely a network show in my in my mind. I really enjoyed that. I, I never got past the pilot because it, it came out it came out much later and I just kind of forgot about it, but I really enjoyed the pilot, to be completely honest with you. Cool. Um, my wife did as well, so we, we had a really good time with it. But if they're all on Netflix, you know, maybe you know, you're not out of anything. You can go catch, a, catch the first episode and see what you think. But, I mean, I, I really... I just can't believe it's been you know five years by the time it's <laughs> by it's done. Like I, it doesn't feel like five years has been gone since I watched that that pilot. So, um, yeah, just going for it. Uh, Magic: The Gathering is getting an animated series on Netflix uh, with the Russo brothers as executive producers. Uh, and a focus on the planeswalkers. Do you know what any of that means? As I said, <laughs> well, I'm familiar with Magic: The Gathering. I un- I made the poor uh, choice of playing Yu-Gi-Oh when I was a kid back in school, which uh, did not have quite the shelf life that Magic: The Gathering had. Maybe I should have invested my money in those type of cards. But I do somewhat remember Planeswalker being like an expansion for the card game that was a and it ended up being a big deal even though i didn't play the game so there must have been something really special about planeswalker if even for somebody that didn't even play the game i knew that it existed and uh the fact that it's animated is really really great i've heard it described as an anime so i don't know if it's necessarily being helmed by a studio from japan but that means we're definitely going to get some high-paced action in the show for sure. So if the Russo brothers are going to executive produce it, there's got to be something about it. And I think I read in an interview that they actually played Magic the Gathering. They're like a fan of the card game. So this is really hitting all my it's hitting all my points. You know, if I was even a Magic the Gathering fan, I'd probably be even more over the hill for it. So I'll, I'll be on the lookout for this for sure. Yeah, so um, Planeswalkers, I mean, um, anyone who's played Magic Gathering, you, you, you put down cards, you summon creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Planeswalkers kind of get summon-like creatures, but they're actually, like, legendary people or, like, figures who have the ability to give, like, like allies who give you, like, one of their abilities each turn. Like like a, like a like an attack or a, a spell kind of thing. 
and they're really they usually cost a lot of mana and they um they're very very powerful kind of thing so um yeah so i mean they're they're very much like i guess i guess focal legends and and stuff so this may be more focused on building the magic the gathering lore than actually focus on people playing cards is what i'm thinking um which would make a lot more sense at the end of the day, rather than oh, yeah. watching anime people yeah. just play cards. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is going to be uh, like the Yu-Gi-Oh! animated series where it is a bunch of kids of playing a card game. I don't think there's going to be playing cards in this at all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll let you know as that goes. Netflix is up in all their, their I guess, uh, IPs they're, they're focusing on. So Streaming we... wars, my friend. The yeah. fruits of the streaming wars are ripening. They're gonna rotten sooner or later. You watch. We're not. We're gonna get a bad uh, one. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> we're gonna get a bad apple here. Here in a few. I mean, did you see what was at the third um, Cloverfield on Netflix? Yeah. No. Oh. No. Yikes. Skip that one. Hasbro uh, is moving around a couple of their films. Uh, will they ever come to light? I don't know. But if you want to see that Snake Eyes, GI Joe spinoff movie, the guy with the black mask and the ninja swords, it'll be October sixteenth uh, of twenty twenty. And then uh, their Micronauts release was will be June fourteenth, twenty twenty one. I don't I don't care about Snake Eyes, nor do I know what a not Micronaut is. So wow, what a universe! Snake Eyes is probably going to be some sort of really big celebrity casting, and the celebrity will probably be disappointed that they agreed to sign on well, to the film. But that's going to be the only reason you go see it because it's going to be some big young name. That just is a doofus and shouldn't have made that chance. The the problem is Snake Eyes doesn't take his mask off ever, so maybe it'll be Carl Urban then. <laughs> uh, they used um, uh, actor Ray Park last time for the Snake Eyes in both the movies. Um, he's known for playing Darth Maul uh, in mm-hmm. in every version of Darth Maul that's live action, and then also he uh, was Toad in the first X Men movie. Uh, he's known for being very acrobatic and martial artisty, so. Um, he could definitely play it, but like, what story do you have with a character that doesn't show his face and doesn't talk? What, what do you What do you do with it? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I'm definitely more interested in Micronauts because it's like, how, what, how are you going? What do the hell's this? a Micronaut? <laughs> yeah, you got to educate the audience first. We don't know what a Micronaut is. Uh, what are they nodding? Are they in space? Are they underwater? Why are they tiny? Why do we have to wait two more years to find this out? Give it to us now. What? The name sounds so 80s. I'm like, the only thing I can imagine is something very retro coming out of this. Um, but but apparently, they're like little things, like a little scooter that turns into a robot dude. Uh, they're like little bitty <laughs> things that do it, rather than actually like big Transformers. You know that, that movie? I never ended up seeing it, but it was like a 30-minute Kickstarter movie. Uh, what it has like kung fu in the name, and there's like dinosaurs, and there's people right. It's just like crazy all over the place. Uh, what is it even called? I don't even remember. Kung fu dinosaurs. Uh, uh, it was something along those lines, but it was intentionally made to be like cheesy, and uh, they hammed it up through the whole thing. That's actually being turned into a full length feature film. I don't know if that gimmick can go that long, but. Have those people make the Micronauts movie because it'll just be crazy and it'll just be weird and we'll all have a fun time. But, yeah. Wow. Hasbro always finds a way to weasel its uh, weasel its little talons into our show. I know. Uh, just just because you reminded me of this, uh, coming up in theaters this weekend is the movie Avengers of Justice: Farce Wars. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's one of those parody movies, but they're making fun of Avengers and Justice League at the same time. Oh wow! I can't believe this is a thing. And the wow, synopsis. I, I, let me give you the synopsis. I just, I just well, googled it. I googled it, but it says 2008. So how is it coming out now? No, no. This is Farce Wars. This is the sequel. Oh my god! They made another one. Yeah. So while trying to remain a good husband and father, Superbat and the Avengers of Justice come out of retirement to start stop Dark Jokester and Lisp Luther from freezing the planet. I'm pretty sure that's oh, Amy Smart no. on the cover. Oh, no, and the guy on the other side of the cover, he was in the league. That was a funny show on FX. Why are... Oh, man. Actually, I shouldn't be too uh, sad about that guy. I think he got in trouble for uh, making up stories that he escaped one of the towers in 9-11 to get, like, I don't know, some sort of fake sympathy. So I, it makes sense that he's in this He's yeah. in this movie. <laughs> uh, you know, act, uh, wrestler, actor Shawn Michaels, um, like I said, Amy Smart, Simon Rex, who was in most of the... Um, 
uh, scary movie films, also known under his Raptor and Dirt Nasty, by the way, which is hilarious. But oh my god, Mike! This, I saw this on on Fandango, looking up Men in Black times, and I was like, oh my gosh, we can't, I can't even. But I feel like if we saw their bottom halves and they were all naked, this would just be a porn parody, to be honest. Yeah, uh, but they probably have a better name. <laughs> probably have a better name anyway well, so what a way to end the show <laughs> yeah jesus look look up avengers of justice farce wars so yeah that's our episode for the week mike i've got a busy week ahead of me i need to i need to wrap this up and go edit these suckers so if people know what you're doing where they can find you at this week very easy all you got to do is follow mike royer design on instagram and twitter and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com Chris, people want to catch up with you, see if there's any more raccoons in that attic. Where can they find you? God, there better not be. I've removed three <laughs> of them. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, Instagram, Valdan87. Uh, there was also a snake in my front yard yesterday, too. We've got all sorts of petting zoo animals here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, you can also head over to Comic UI. Uh, and you can also, like I said, uh, listen to our review of dark phoenix if people want to know more about our weekly episodes or where they can find those reviews at where can they find us mike all you got to do is visit superhero slate.com that's the best place you can find all the avenues we post our little show and to get our awesome show notes so we talked about a whole lot of stuff this episode we got a lot of bullet points in our notes so if you want to catch up or backtrack or look at any links that we shared superhero slate.com uh, and if you want to like us, you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Of course, you can listen to the show any place that you like to subscribe to podcasts, but we also love it when you review the show on your favorite podcast app or avenue. So we love reviews. It really helps us uh, get in front of some fresh ears that maybe haven't heard the gospel of Superhero Slate and we love hearing from you so you can always reach out to us on Twitter or email or anywhere and we love to hear your thoughts of the show or just the things that we're talking about maybe you want to share your opinions about Dark Phoenix with us your opinions of E3 next week with us so we love hearing from you and if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be back next week there you go we will woo woo All right, everyone have a good week and we'll catch you then All right, adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's... uh, let's, uh, God damn it.